good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am your host, Chip Hazard. I totally blanked. Forgot what I was going to say. No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, my name is Talon Williams, and today, what exactly are we going to be talking about today, my friend? Um, it's going to be a different episode today. Today's going to be a, a little different episode. I wanted to deviate a little bit from from the normal. Uh, we've been doing some hauntings. We've been doing some football. We've been doing some video games. Video games. Um, we've only really done one episode of music. Right. We won't, well, well, two if you want to count the con. We did special shit, but the that was concert. more. So we did we did the battle rap, and we did concerts. Right. Um, and and music, knowing you for as long as I've known you, music has kind of helped shape who you are right. and who you become and it's helped you through some hard times in your life a lot of hard times uh, like and, I, and I think music in itself helps people in general yeah so many people um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about music today that'd be cool specifically hip hop music oh okay uh, absolutely um, and, and no you know I know we previously talked and I had this idea that I wanted to talk about like influential hip hop albums and, you know, greatest hip hop artists of all time right. and all that. And eventually I, I do want to get into that. Okay. Right. Right. But I want to lead off with one question for you. Okay. What is... The first hip hop song you can remember listening to. Um, well, let's think about it from back then. Um, I grew up in a interesting household. You know, we were, you know, all different types of music was played in our house a lot. My dad was more of an ELO fan. That's Electric Light Orchestra for people that don't know. And he would listen to the cards and stuff like that. My mom, my mom was very much into R and B and funk. Like, my mom was into Stevie Wonder and Rick James and, you know, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, you know, music like that, right? Okay, yep. So, I was very, I was molded in a way by that style of music. You know, we would we would sit there and we'd listen to, like, we would clean house on Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoons and we'd be listening to, like, Rick James and people and stuff like that. Rick James, bitch. Rick James, bitch. Um, but actually, like, actual, like hip-hop and I unfortunately, you know, because I had to go to bed earlier than normal, you know, I never got a chance to sit up late and like watch like Yo MTV raps or anything like that. So I wasn't privy to that. Now, <clears throat> if you want to talk about like the first time I ever heard hip hop, probably the first one that I think I ever remember was MC Hammer. Okay. Believe it or not, it was it was Get Touch This. It was the very first you I can't guess touch this. Can't Touch This, yeah. Um was the very first hip hop song that I remember hearing. Because um, in a sense, it was hip hop. It wasn't gangster rap. It wasn't like no, NWA no, 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 no. or anything well, like that. And that's the thing. So, I, I, I'm, hip hop in general. Hip hop in general, I would probably say MC Hammer. Okay. K Touch This um, would probably be my first introduction into it. But then once I got a little bit older, then that's when I started, you know, listening to other stuff. Back when I was in school, it was all about No Limit. Masterpiece, Silk the Shocker, Mystical, especially in the fifth grade. Everybody, you had to have a No Limit shirt. 
you know, like if you wasn't wearing a no limit shirt, you wasn't one of the cool kids or something like that. And okay. every, everybody had a no limit shirt. Uh, I finally ended up getting one, but it was black talent always does i'm always at the tail end of the trend so you know it was always like you still wearing no limit stuff no one wears no limit stuff anymore it's all it's all cash money now and it's like right you know but you know i went from as a kid growing up where i grew up i went to clifton hills elementary i was one of 15 white kids that were in that school I went from that school, moved to Georgia, and then went to Rossville Middle School, and now I'm part of the majority of the other kids that go to the school, but I'm nothing like these kids because all these kids are listening to country music, and a few of them listen to hip-hop, a few of them listen to rock, and I didn't really become a fan of, like, heady rock music until I got there, you know what I mean? Um, Probably because I I related to it a little bit better than I did the hip-hop. You know, because let's be completely honest, I don't deal, me as a white person, I don't deal with the same struggles that an African-American deals with on a daily basis. And, you know, so an African-American would, you know, have more in common with the hip hop, you know, okay. you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Okay. So, you know, rock would, in terms of rock music appealed more to me, but hip hop in an, in and of its sense, you know, helped me get through that early stages, you know, because it was like, it was all, that was all that I was around. You know what I mean? I wasn't really around rock a lot because a lot of people, especially the rock, the rock that I listen to now, and you know the type of rock I listen to now, it, you, you it wouldn't be to tolerated. It, well, heavy metal music, whatever. You, you, you listen to screaming shit and un... You listen to music where you can't understand the motherfucking <laughs> words. Sometimes you can. <laughs> Sometimes you can. But but yeah, but that would if I listened to that music back then, uh to the music like the music I listen to now, if I listen to it back then, oh my god, my mom would have a damn heart attack. Be like, you ain't listening to that shit, cut that shit off, you know? Which I'm sure would probably be the same thing listening to NWA or Wu Tang or any of that back in the day. Right. You know. What was your introduction <clears throat> into the hip hop scene? So in my house, it was it was kind of that that molding pot of music, uh, right. as as you would say. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom she mainly listened to Elvis. Right. Uh, my dad was more of a classic rock kind of guy. Um, I mean, I, I, we've talked about it before. The first concert I ever went to was in Kansas. Kansas. Right. You know, so we listened to Kansas, Ario Speedwagon, Foreigner, stuff like that. Mom was Elvis or country music. Right. Um, That's why my mom, why my dad and your mom got along so well because they're both Elvis fans. Right. Um, the the youngest of my four sisters, uh, which is 13 years older than I am, uh, she kind of introduced me to um, what we call boy bands now. So she she introduced me to like new kids on the block, yeah, like new edition, people, stuff like, like that. that. Right. Uh, where you said you went to Clifton Hills Elementary mm-hmm. in what is that in Rossville? No, that's no. over here in uh, East Lake. Okay, right. So, so right outside East Lake. Yeah, right outside of East Lake. And you were one of fifteen Caucasian children in that school. Right. I went to a school called Hardy Elementary, where I was one of three right. Caucasian kids in this school. Right. 
when I left Hardy Elementary, I went to Orchard Knob Middle, where again I was one of three. Three. Right. Leaving there, I went to Howard. Howard, where my graduating class, I was one of two Caucasian students. Right. Uh, and I say all that to say that hip hop music molded me in a way that no other music ever did. Right. Um, my first that I can remember, and this is going to maybe shock you a little bit. Okay. The first hip hop album I can personally remember listening to was Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg. Okay. I cannot tell you how many times I had that album taken away from me. <laughs> right? Because my dad hated it. Right? Right? In my house, we don't call women bitches and hoes. Right? <laughs> right. Ironically enough, he would take my CD and he would hide it. My right. mom would go get it and bring it back to me <laughs> every day. Right. And every day my dad would be like, how the fuck you get that back? <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know I lost it, first of all. Right. So, you know, just that, that beat from, from Gin and Juice. Right. You right. know, kind of, man, you just sitting there, you put your headphones on, and you just vibe the fuck out. Right. Right. And everything that's going on around you just disappears yeah right because because music music is very therapeutic in a lot of ways for a lot of us like i remember and i I don't know if you want to keep this strictly hip-hop but i remember for me the very first time and and i and i was and i was again like i said i was late i was a late bloomer to the metal scene so i didn't really have a whole lot of history prior to like the 1990s when it came to metal music but the first like actual like hard i won't say hard band let's do because it was new metal new metal was what got me into listening to, 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 to rock music okay um corn lint biscuit deftones uh the first actual cd that i bought deftone cd that i bought was i bought around the fur by the deftones and okay. that was the song with be quiet and drive and couple of other good songs were on there and I would literally like schools out you know uh, songs like that and I would sit there and for some reason it was I like I felt like Chino was talking to me when when you know it's like I know this you know this fucking life sucks dude but you you know you can get through it people have done it before you at before you they'll do it after you shit like that you know and I was an outcast you know especially in middle school because I was you know I wasn't cool enough for either side, if you will, if there is even a side to take. You know, I was pretty much a loner until I found other loners, other loners, and it was either like, you know, it was, you know, hey and stuff like that, which really I only talked to my classmates and stuff, you know. And I right. and I used to get picked on, I used to get ribbed. Some a motherfucker, and I'm not gonna mention his name because he don't deserve it. Um, I had to go up to one of the teachers, one of the teachers had called me, we were in the lunchroom. And I had my chocolate milk open. I was drinking them a chocolate milk. One of the teachers had called me to come over to see her for whatever reason. I don't remember. And while I was talking to the teacher, this motherfucker took X-Lax and put it in my chocolate milk. 
and I was and I got back. I I'm drank sorry, bro. No, that's, no, no. That's some shit. Right it, there. It's it's funny. Yes, I, in in retrospect, it's funny because that does sound like something. That some sounds that sounds like some shit you would do. It is. Um, but then, but 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 not just that. I mean, but this is. But remember, this is also the same guy who. Um, this is also the same guy who you know pants me in gym class and shit like that. Right. And, so he was just a typical bully. Yeah, typical bully. You know. You know. Which I don't, which I don't mind. You know, good natured ribbing. That's one thing. But when you're like being an asshole and you know doing shit like that and you know right and I got and, and like I said I got no I got no love for the person matter of fact I don't wish death on anybody but I hope he ain't doing well um but yeah but listen I would go home and I would just be like you know the typical you know you don't really tell you want to tell you like hey how was school it was fine you don't yeah. want to fucking tell him you know you, you know you get in your room and put my headphones on and then you start listening that's when I started listening to like harder stuff from there like I was listening to matter what was it was the year 1998 1990, 1997 1998 that's when I first started listening to corn you know I started listening to um you know follow the leader around this time you know and well that's that's because that's the time that it came yeah, out yeah well, I mean, well, they, well life is life is peachy was another one that was around at the time beforehand and stuff like that yeah. but yeah just anytime I would just be down um, some song, and there's still songs that I listen to to this day, which is why I love the XM Channel Turbo, because it takes me back to where it's like, these are all the songs that made me feel like I could go kick somebody's ass, you know, as, for as small as I was, and I was smaller back then, I was like, like 135, you know, like I was a small motherfucker. Right. Um, but, yeah, for me, that's what, which ones, which songs did you listen to that like, made you feel like, like everything's going to be okay, you know, you know, Man, I, honestly, the world, everything's going to be all right just music in general right does that you know um now it's it's more of the like that that just puts me in a zone and makes me want to excuse me makes me want to go fight it's it's more of the the rock music right um you know but yeah it makes you either like i said it either it makes you feel empowered or it makes you feel cathartic you know it makes you feel like everything's gonna be okay and then there's other ones like like there's certain bands i can listen to like i love shinedown i can't listen to shinedown in the gym if i'm in the gym i need to listen to like like war of ages or you know some heavy heavy band like that i don't even know what the hell war of ages is war of ages war of ages is a christian heavy metal band from uh can you understand the words that they say yes you can understand the words that they say you know the word that's, that's the, the biggest is, thing is, with me and talent when it comes to to music is i have to like there has to be a, a good beat to the song and i have to be able to understand what the person is saying talent however there doesn't have to be a, a, a good beat a or you don't have to understand what they're saying <laughs> oh, a lot of it has good beats to it um, a lot of a lot of songs can be repetitive. I will say that, um, but I'm not sure when you go into a 37 minute uh, single riff guitar with somebody going. That's that's not music to me. <laughs> I don't know. We need a song that will go 37 minutes doing that. I, I would I would like to hear it, but I don't know about that. But no, that's like some tool shit. Like you know, because tool started the whole well not they didn't really start it was more like opeth and dream theater started like elongated like 13 minute songs well, that took you yeah, on this journey I mean, and shit, you know you talk about tool you, you can understand what the fuck james maynard is saying well can you 
<laughs> you can understand the words, but it, it, the symbolism of a lot of what he talks about is very weird in and of itself. Tool's another band that I really enjoyed because Tool puts you in a... Tool's weird because Tool makes you think a lot. Like when you hear the song Sober and you hear the song uh, Lateralis and different songs like that. You know, they, they those are the songs that really, you know, stand out as far as, you know, like the songs that really, again, cathartic sounding songs where it would help you deal with it. You know, especially the song uh, Ride in Two. There's another song called Ride in Two. Um, where it, the, the, the premise of the song is, and you talk about storytelling. Yeah. Especially with hip hop's all about storytelling. Hip hop has to tell um, a story to Yeah. Me. And <clears throat> so you don't like, so you don't like hip hop that's just lyrics, 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 lyrics. You want there to be some type of an overarching story to it. Especially when it comes like, because there are certain artists that, that do that. Like, um, as far as like nowadays, you'd have like a game. Or a T.I. would tell a story. Yes. Could you, could you, could you see a little Yachty telling a story in a song? It, no. Or, you know, but, I mean. It's so, as, as much as I don't like what today's rap music is. I wouldn't even call it, it rap music. Well, it, it is classified as rap. It's, it's called mumble rap. And I think there's actually a, another term um, to that. But... We, the community of listeners, have dubbed it mumble rap. Right. Right. <clears throat> and as much as I don't like it, I also understand it. Uh, a friend of mine, we were having a debate over uh, XX Extension mm-hmm. versus Eminem. Okay. Who's the better artist? Right. Right. My opinion. It's Eminem. Right. His opinion, it would be XX Extension. For the simple fact that if you go to the club, okay, right, you're not trying to vibe and, and, you know, dance up on a girl to any Eminem song. Not that I can think of. No, I can't remember that one. But you would to an extension song right i don't i've never heard an extension song though uh, <coughs> well i did it back i've heard that one song that sad song but that doesn't that song was like very emo-esque it wasn't even it didn't even sound like a it didn't even what? sound like something you would like because when i think of like club songs i'm thinking like t-pain flow rider music like that like crunk music like what we listened to right in the early early the early 2000s you know so so mumble rap to the 2010s is very similar to what crunk music was to us in the the late 90s early 2000s you see what i'm saying i see what you're saying mobile rap is what you go to the club and vibe to so it's not really about it's not about the lyrics it's not about the it's lyrics it's all no. about the beat yeah but, the, but but nine times out of ten that beat is simply I don't know, man. Most of it sound. I know it's gonna sound. It's gonna sound strange coming from a metalhead saying this to you. It sounds very similar. 
and all the beat styles sounds very similar. Same way that the crunk style was very similar. Same way that a lot of these other different genres of music is very similar. Correct. But after a while, it gets repetitive, especially when you're talking about these, when right. every artist is talking about the exact same thing. No, there's no standout artist, you know, and if you are standout, it's so, because of your appearance and not of the lyrical content you speak of. Does that so, make sense? Yes. And there is an argument to be said that it was the same way with new metal. Yeah. Which is what you and I grew up on. Right. But like, the difference between that and now is that the new metal bands that are still around today stood the test of time. And let, let me, and a lot of the new metal artists don't really consider themselves new metal like they've announced they've uh denounced that phrase because there was so much negative connotations to that phrase correct but if you go back and you look at pretty much every new metal artist okay right when they were originally classified as new metal okay they were talking about basically the same stuff which would be their anger dealing with parents their anger dealing with parents all these different things right right so you see where that comparison has been made right 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 so i say that to say that it it does take a different there's all different flavors of music like there's all different flavors of ice cream right and we should respect right everybody's musical choice i can see that um even though you caught just a few minutes ago called my stuff i listened to trash but um i, I respect that you listen to it right my opinion your opinion is, is, that is it's trash, trash but you respect my right to listen to it correct right because we're friends right and i'm not gonna let my opinion on music take away from our, our friendship. friendship exactly right i do think though and, and don't get me wrong i do think a lot of it is a little bit too extreme like there are certain bands i will not listen to um for 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 a plethora of different reasons um i won't listen to bands like deicide like i won't listen to them um and i know some people are going to say italian you're you're being a little bit hypocritical when you say that because deicide for those of you who don't know what the what the word deicide means, when translated, it means killing of a god, is what it is. And deicide is a they they make no labels about it. They're they're like an evil devil worshiping band. That's what they that's what they that's the image that they portray. But the thing is, is that like Talon, you listen to Slayer. Like how much more evil can it be than Slayer? Here's the thing. Like there's certain there like there's certain songs by Slayer that I can listen to, and I'm okay with. I can't listen to anything Deicide sings about because a you talk about you know a few minutes ago like yes there are certain bands that I will listen to with guttural vocals like an Arch Enemy and As I Lay Dying bands like that. Okay. But sometimes it gets to a point to where I'm like, this is too much, and I can't do like there's another band called Infant Annihilator. Yes, I said that correctly, and their stuff is very yeah very very evilish sounding you know and not something that i i would want to listen to on a continual basis but i'll listen head the heaviest i go now would probably be slayer and that's even 
And Slayer now is nowhere as good as Slayer back in the 80s. Okay. You know, um, so, but yeah, but, but, but that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy hard rock such as, again, the stuff that I grew up with. The, you know, the corn, the Limp Biscuit, Deftones, right. Linkin Park, bands like that. You can't classify that as hard rock because... Wait, wait I can't classify which is hard rock. Slayer? No, no, not Slayer. Uh, Limp Biscuit, Corn, uh, Lincoln Park. But but it's still classified under that umbrella of new metal, right? Okay. And and, and the definition of new metal is in loosely. I'm not going to look it up. Right. Uh, but loosely, it's the mixture of rock and rap. Right. You it's know, a good fusion between the two. It, it's a good fusion between the two. <clears throat> you know, that's why. It, it there there was a lot of like punk and emo kids right. that that gravitated towards new metal because right. it was essentially the same concept. Yeah, because it was a, it was a counterculture lifestyle. It exactly. was bringing it it was bringing counterculture to a mainstream form of music. Okay. Because at that point, when you thought of rock music, you automatically your brain thinks you know in most people they think of the big four they think of either metallica megadeth slayer or anthrax those are like normally the first four bands they think of oh in, in, in mainstream those are the, those those bands okay, that the see, big four i, I, I would have went kiss motley crew def leopard well yeah, but that's what i'm saying but that's rock of, music it's rock music you are correct but in terms and, of like the heavy thrash metal style that inspired a lot of the newer bands the the four main bands you think of are metallica uh megadeth slayer and anthrax because they were the ones who were at the forefront of the thrash metal scene which inspired a lot of these other ones especially the, the first wave of american heavy metal um and there's a chart somewhere that i can bring up and find matter of fact i'll go ahead and do that real quick while you're talking mm-hmm. um and it was basically about how one generation inspired the next generation to do other things. Well, and that's the way it should be. Right. But but back to to new metal being a counterculture, right? Right. Wasn't hip hop just a counterculture? Wasn't wasn't the original wave of rock music just a counterculture? Oh, it all was. Crunk, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say music, that it wasn't. No, no. Right. Crunk music was bringing a, a counterculture to the forefront. Right. Mumble rap now is considered the counterculture. Yeah. But it's all like, so there's trends. Yes. Right. So everything that was old is once new again. Right. So there are a, a, there is a new wave of music that's coming out now that's sounding very very similar to what new metal was to well a what new metal was but even before that right when when there was grunge you know like your nirvana and pearl jam yeah stuff like that Soundgarden and right bands like that yeah and, and even there's some newer bands that are sounding more like that you know 80s rock yeah. That so it's that it's that trend of what was old is now new again. Yeah, but people consider those. Wouldn't people consider them more like, oh, that's just a throwback band. All they do is like, because remember a couple of years ago when the Darkness came out. Remember that band when they had that thing, when they had that song, uh, 
I believe in a thing called love. I think is what it was called. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh man, this is just a this is just a, a wannabe parody band of like an eighties band or something like that. And people, a lot of people shit on them, like shit on them badly. Right. And then they didn't really have another big hit afterwards. But now, look at Steel Panther, the, the pretty the, pretty much the reincarnation of. 70s monthly crew mixed in with a little bit of poison exactly you know what i'm saying and people love it but i think it's more the content of their music that people enjoy about it more than their actual now then you have bands like black veil brides who are very inspired by those bands of the 70s to have their appearance as well exactly you know uh but how many bands today you think are going to walk around wearing um as far as new bands go, I know certain bands would probably do it, but wearing the backwards New York hats, the baggy jean, Jinko shorts, like, do you think, do you see a lot of those trends that were new metal trends coming back today? You know, I mean, you know, which dreadlocks are obviously the thing nowadays uh, with, with a lot of people, and that well, kind of actually, started. I'm well, white dudes were dreadlocks coming back, was actually. Actually, I'm seeing less of a trend with dreadlocks and. You're getting more uh, fades, right? And flat tops. Yeah, that's something uh, that's, that's that's coming back. Yes, that, that's coming back. Dreads are going to the wayside. Uh, I, okay, so we want to say that uh, Jalen Hurts, right. former quarterback for uh, Alabama Crimson Side, current Oklahoma. quarterback for Oklahoma Oklahoma Sooners. He had dreads. Yeah. And shaved them off. Yeah. But no one thought twice about it. You know. Exactly. Because dreads were and maybe still are a, a small subset of a counterculture. Right. That's going away. Because. Right. Well, when, well, a lot of it I think dreads, has to do. Yeah. When dreads first started coming out, it was a quote unquote rebellious type thing to do. Right. But now they're popular. And so the people that were doing them to be, quote unquote, counterculture right. are like, oh, well, now everybody's doing them. I'm going to shave mine off to be the new counterculture. Right. It's just like one thing goes to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I, yeah. And music definitely is one of those things um, that you know brings up especially and it brings people together whenever you know when you talk about like we talked about it on our on our concert episode um anytime you get a group of people together you know it's always a fun time you know i've seen plenty of people get i actually seen a, a concert get stopped and be like yo we're not continuing until we make sure dude's okay you know you, 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 yeah you, yeah was that there. was yeah, they literally, I don't remember who, I think it was Volbeat, wasn't it? it? Yeah, was. it was Volbeat. Volbeat literally stopped in the middle and asked the dude that fell down if he was okay. He fell down in the pit, and they literally stopped the concert and said, hey, are you okay? We're not going to continue until we make sure he's okay. Are you okay? Did you lose? Somebody help him find his glasses. And literally, like, everybody down in the pit was helping him look for his glasses. Yep. They found it. They gave it to him. He was like, you're okay now? All right, cool. Hey. And then he, I think he told him to go have an attendant go check on him or something like that, or have some people go make sure he was yep. okay. And then instead of st starting from where they left off, they literally started, they were like three songs in, they started the whole damn thing all over again and just did the whole concert again. And I was like, yep. that's dope that someone, and then I think Ivan Moody from a Five Finger also does something similar to yes. that too. He actually brought kids on stage. He, he does. That was, uh, that was, that I, was dope. I, so I've seen Volby a few times live and I've seen, Five Finger a few times live. 
and it's it's very similar each time you know um michael polson from volbeat will tell you uh, hey we want you guys to have fun rock out fucking you know beat the shit out of each other in the pit (laughs) right right but we're all a family so if somebody goes down you pick them the fuck back up right right yeah. And um, which I ain't gonna lie, like in that venue where we went with, at, the, at the amphitheater, it was small enough to where if something like that happened, like yeah, we, we could probably see it, or if it's in like a club or something like that over here at the Signal or something, right? That's possible, but gee, I don't know, man. You go to some of them festivals where I, there's a the, shit ton of people there. I've been to festivals Ugh. with Volbeat on the bill. Yeah, they do it. Oh, the same kind too. Same. <clears> I mean. Because it's kind of hard to tell when you're up on that stage, you know, and there's I, a whole lot of people. Like, you got to have, like, 20 negative five I've visions. Seen to, it, I've know. seen it to where there was, like, three fucking pits going at once. Right. And somebody go down in one, and they fucking stop. That, that was, like, for, like, Lamb of God, Slipknot, bands like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't think I ever told you thank you for that, but thank you. Um, but let, me tell you, let me tell you how good of a friend he is. I was at a... Um, I was at a, I was at my I was at my sister's football game because uh, my sister plays my sister used to play football um, <clears throat> and he gives me a, he gives me a, he gives, sends me a text message and says hey I got something for you I'm like what do you mean what are you talking about and then he FaceTimes me on Facebook and I'm like hey bro what's going on and I can't hear anything going on behind him I can barely hear what he's saying and then he goes hey thank me later and I'm like thank you later for what he flipped the damn FaceTime camera around. And I got to watch like the last three songs of Lamb of God because I couldn't make the concert, but he wanted me to check out Lamb of God live. And I was like, dude, thank you. That's dope. You know? Yeah. You know? You know? And it's little things like that because at the time I was listening to a lot of Lamb of God. I won't say a lot of Lamb of God, but I was listening to uh, the song Still Echoes because I was, again, I was going through some shit and I listened to that song and for whatever reason it made me feel better. And they were actually playing that song when he recorded and I was like, that's dope. So then, and then my sister, my sister was out for that quarter, so it wasn't like I missed anything of hers. So, but yeah, but that's another example. Like he knew that song for whatever reason made me feel better, so he played it for it. So he, you know, made sure that I seen it live being played. And that's that, and that, that right there. And it also brings, like I said, metal, music, hip hop brings everybody together. Right. So get back to what you were talking about with hip hop. Who were some? What were some of the hip hop uh, albums, artists, people that influenced you? Man, it, honestly, you know, so. I, I have a love for storytelling. Right. Um, and so uh, Snoop Dogg, you know, Gin and Juice, I, I go back to that. And, and the story he tells throughout that song. Like, right. you can sit down and as close your eyes, put that song on, mm-hmm. close your eyes, and you can see everything that's going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Dre. His first album, The Chronic. Mm-hmm. Sit down, close your eyes, play a song on that album. You can visualize it. Right? Yeah. Uh, NWA Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, definitely. Especially I, songs with like "Fuck the Police," Straight Outta yes. Compton. Yes. You know, definitely. You, you can visualize it, and it was stuff like that. So growing up, I seen tons of that stuff. You know. I grew up in a, a quote-unquote rough neighborhood. Right. Uh, it's the only Caucasian family in the neighborhood. Right. For most of my life. Now, uh, it's a little bit more diversified now than what it was. Now it's it's mostly Caucasian, and it, it sucks. 
just to be honest, right? Uh, I, in general, I, I think Caucasian people are idiots. <laughs> in general, okay. Um, I, I here think, we go with the hate mail. <laughs> yep, yep. Here, here we go. We're gonna lose listeners. Yep. Um, but I, I do think Caucasian people get way too touchy on on subjects and right. they think that their opinion is the only opinion that matters i i will digress before i go off on okay, a, yeah because we're gonna get one to a, a rant right it'll be um, deep yeah but then you have like the beastie boys right right that that first second and even to some degree the third album right. so um License to Ill, Paul's Boutique, and Ill Communication. Right. It was... So, if you don't know, A, who the Beastie Boys are, or B, where they started, please look them up. Uh, three white guys from New York who started out as a punk emo band. Yeah. And then hooked up with Jimmy Iovine and Interscope Records, and then everything got flipped, right? It wasn't Jimmy Iovine that they hooked up with. They had a friend whose uncle had a recording studio. And they recorded a song. Uh, and I, I want to... I, I may not be saying the name of the song right, but it's Cookie Puss. Okay. Okay. It's about a fucking cake. But it was an experimental... Uh, it was an experimental song, hip hop, uh, experimental hip hop song. Right. Uh, whereas they were doing more punk and emo before. Right. They did that and it was a fucking hit. Yep. Right. So they, you know, went down this road as hip hop artists. Right. And they changed a lot of people's lives yeah. with their music. To the point, the same way that a Eminem, yep. a Yellow Wolf, yep. and even an MGK, yeah. Machine Gun Kelly, yeah. uh, does to this day. Yeah. Would you include like a lot of the underground artists as well when you talk about that as well? Like, and maybe an Insane Clown Posse, maybe an Immortal Technique, maybe a Tech Nine, uh, King Gordy. Tech Nine like definitely. That. Uh, not not too much of a fan of King Gordy. He, um, he ICP is, was good back in the day. Uh, not did it kind of so, did it kind of so did, so did it kind of fall off after the Malenko album? Uh, I would say it fell off after the the uh, Rain album. Oh, really? Well, that's okay. So that's that's after Malenko. So yeah, when they started the second set of the when Joker. they started the second set of the Joker's cards, it. Uh, it, to me, it, it fell off, and there's tons of people that still enjoy them to this day. It just, it, it's not for me. I haven't enjoyed. I, I enjoy them a little bit more now, but at the same time, again, you know how when we were talking about on our concert episode, how you would go to see a certain band, and then you end up leaving a fan of like two or three other bands that yes. were on the bill. That's the way it was with me because with Insane Clown Posse, because of Insane Clown Posse, I became a fan of Twisted. I became a fan of uh, 
Boondocks. Through Boondocks, I became a fan of uh, a couple of these other bands as well, a couple of these other artists as well, uh, ABK uh, and all the other all the other guys. Um, their a lot of their stuff is very, very like when you listen to Twisted, it's like you're listening to. It's like horror movie for it's like musical horror movies. If that's the only way I can describe right. it, like that because that's a different. Again, we're going into and that delves into the subgenre of horrorcore music, right? Which it, which was known the first instance that I can remember of horrorcore music. This goes all the way back to the Ghetto Boys. Yep. My mind's playing tricks on me. You know, they were the ones who were actually the the creators of this different style, and it wasn't until guys like Brother Lynch hung. And King Gordy, Tech Nine, which Tech Nine, a lot of people don't consider him horrorcore. He's more he's more Midwest based, you know, because he's from because he's from Kansas City, and he does have, but he resonates a lot with, you know, the horrorcore community because he shouts them out. Right, you see what I'm saying? Um, and that's why a lot of people have rejected artists like Tyler the Creator, people like that. You know, because Tyler the Creator, even though his sound is very much horrorcore esque, he doesn't like being called horrorcore because it feels like he, it puts him in a box right. where he can only do that. Kind of like the way how a lot of these new metal bands who were considered new metal hated the term new metal because it put them in a box. Right. And it was like, that's the only thing you can do. Surprise, surprise, Slipknot at one point was considered a new metal band. They and were. for the first two albums, you can kind of see where people got that idea. And then the third album, they really did any like fast rapping style in their in their songs. Right. So, so I guess it was to distance themselves from the idea that they were a new, new metal, metal band. Yes. Whereas other bands embraced the new metal. That like uh, like a Limp Biscuit embraced it, of course. Yes. And really, if you really think about it, hip hop and rock together didn't start with new metal. It started all the way back, way before then. It started with with a uh, Run Pope. DMC and Aerosmith. Well, it started with Rub DMC and Aerosmith. Yes, they they are credited as being the the quote unquote creators, right, of rap rock. The creators, yes, but I think a bang, and this is just me personally. I think Public Enemy and Anthrax with Bring Noise was a little bit more influential to the style of new metal today as opposed to Run DMC. Oh, I wouldn't. I, Aerosmith. I, you see what I'm saying? There's, there's no argument there. Yeah. Uh, but so, but then you look, would Public Enemy and Anthrax have hooked up for that song? Had, had Run, Run DMC, DMC and, and Aerosmith? No, I don't think okay. they would. I don't um, think they would. But I mean... But there's a, there's a difference in being a pioneer and then being an innovator of that design. Right. You see what I'm saying? So somebody can create a design and it would be great. But a lot of times people don't remember the person who creates the design. They remember the ones who take it to the next level. That's, that's right. the, And that's the thing that people look at more. And you're remembered as a pioneer and the creator of it. But just because you're the pioneer and creator doesn't mean you were the best to do it. You see what I'm saying? No, know. but there's a lot of people to this day that still love. Oh yeah, they still Run love Randy. Oh, together. absolutely. I, oh, I'm not saying uh, that they weren't great. So, I love it. Earlier today, I sent you a song. Yes. Did you get to listen to? I it? have not had a chance to listen to. Okay. It. Uh, so for those of you that aren't in the room with us, which is everybody listening out there, I sent Talon uh, a song. I, I found it today. 
and for whatever reason I just I vibe to it right right uh MGK's glass house he just uh released the video for it and it's a powerful song right it's one of those deep songs um I'm gonna read the lyrics to the second verse okay, okay. uh the second verse it says a hey, life's been hard since 17 I've been through hell I think I'm somewhere in between caught in purgatory I can paint the scene everything turned to a nightmare from a dream look I wish little peep and me had spoke but I can't get that back mm. just came from Pittsburgh damn I miss my homie Mac mm. yeah last time I got off stage I looked Chester in the face but now he's gone ain't no ain't no going back mm. damn I mean yeah Dude, you reading that, I felt it. Because just as much as I don't like mumble rap, there are people who are influential. I don't you think... You see what I'm saying? Okay, so there's there's this whole is he or isn't he debate over MGK. Is he mumble rap? Isn't he mumble rap? I would say he's not. I would say he's not. This debate just came up pretty recently when with the whole Eminem thing when, right? he, when he and Eminem had their beef their beef and right. I use and I use quotation marks for the people who ain't looking yeah I use quotation marks because let's face it both of them made a hell of a lot of money during that beef so you know what there you go but anyway go ahead and continue right um so for me my music hip hop music in general it has to be like that. Right. Just from reading the lyrics to the second verse of this song, you feel something. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and you know, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. In no way do I own the rights to this song. I'm not going to play the song for you, but just in case somebody wants to, you know, make a complaint because I read the lyrics... Right. All credit goes to Machine Gun Kelly for this song. I'm just saying how it it, it makes me feel. Right. Like I, I get some goosebumps, and, and I think, and I look back, and you know, if if I was to pull out my high school yearbook, I could probably look and and say, I pointed pictures like he's no longer with us mm-hmm. he's no longer with us yep. she's since passed away stuff like that yeah uh yeah but i could i could, I could do that too and it yeah. wasn't even people i was close with neither i mean you don't really have to be i mean to, to feel it because somebody else is going to feel it more than you do right you know there's going to I mean people we tend to forget in this life that the people who we maybe not like they have families too and even though you may not like them somebody in this world cares for them deeply yeah you know and that that who you reading that to me i don't know if you heard me i was i was reacting to the way you were speaking when you talked about being in pittsburgh and then remembering mac miller and all that sort of stuff and mac dying you know yeah fairly still fairly young too he yeah. don't even think he was in his 30s yet well when mac miller a, had uh, passed in the first verse uh he says, yeah, I fucked up. I fuck up and lose control. Burned so many bridges, got nowhere to go. Bitches got these mo- motives like Anna Nicole. 
I'm smoking cigarettes alone until it burns a hole. Mm. <clears throat> he goes on, he says, this shit ugly. I was just with Nipsey. Now he's a ghost. Man. You know, yep. they got my homie Pete out here. Like, fuck the jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's stuff like that. There's a lot of people that, that hate on Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. But he has a lot of songs that, that resonate with a lot of people uh, and, and help them through, you know, some hard times. Uh, well, I'll tell you one for me. Um, the song See My Tears was, was one of my was one of my favorites. Uh, starts off with the rainstorm and it's got and it talks about by you, MGK. You, yeah, MGK. Yeah. Says, you can't see my tears in the rain. And he's talking about he's talking about uh, being the underdog and stuff like that. And every reference he's making, he's making about the city where he came from, which is Cleveland. But he doesn't actually say Cleveland. He just says the city. Yeah. And with everything that he's saying, it was almost like you can imagine yourself being in Machine Gun Kelly's shoes saying like, you know, I put on from my city too. You know what I'm saying? And right. it makes you feel like, you know, if, if MGK can empower himself to do that, then I can do the same. You know what I mean? And that, and that's my, you know, that was my takeaway from that song. And it's, it's out of all the MGK songs that I've heard, that one is still to this day. See my tears. That was the one to this day. That's right. one of my favorites. Well, so uh, MGK, he, he represents Cleveland, Ohio, right? He does, yes. That's not where he was born. Really? He was born in Houston, Texas. Really? Yes. So why does he rap Cleveland? Is it because it's where uh, he grew up? or is it because... It's just where he grew up. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he was born in Houston, Texas. So. Right. And I know a lot of people like, I'll, I'll throw Usher in here too, because Usher represents Atlanta. He grew up in Chattanooga, but he was born in Dallas. Right. All over the place. It's crazy. You know, meanwhile, me is like, I'm Chattanooga born and bred. I just so happen to live in Georgia, you know, at this time. So, yeah, I, I was. You was born in Houston. I, I was raised no, in. I was born in Galveston. Born in Galveston, right. Raised in Chattanooga, so. Right. But you uh, still have, but you have that connection. Yes. To to, to the Houston area. So. Yes. Speaking of Galveston, do you ever get a chance to watch that movie uh, with uh, John Travolta and Morgan Freeman yet? I have not. Uh, okay, I haven't yet either. I didn't know if you, if because you yeah. had been talking about it, and a fat Brendan yeah. Fraser. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this this episode actually took a uh, it took a detour from what I had said in my mind, but I think it I think it it it, it it's what we needed today. I think it was very therapeutic for us um, because when we look at everything that we do, you know, going through all the stress that we go through, whether it be minor, whether it be major, you know, being, putting on, you know, just putting on a a pair of headphones or earbuds and, or cranking shit up in the car, you know, just listening to it, vibing with it, enjoying it, you know, can take a lot off your mind. Like, you know, especially for, I'll go throw one more out there for you, just because I don't know if you ever heard of the band Red. I have. Yeah, Red, Red, for those you know, they're a Christian band. Um, and um, one of my favorite songs was a song that I never really listened to all that much. I didn't even really, really give it a second because I was listening to like their harder stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I heard the song As You Go. And it was in a time in my life where I was sad. I was upset about something. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about what it was. Um, as I say, I had a lot on my mind, and I was just listening to that song one day, and it's a very slow song, um, but then when it got to the chorus, the chorus says, the world you know may break you, 
the world you know may hate you, but as you go, remember I'm by your side. And then the lyric says, the love will the love within you will heal these tears that burn. Through it all, remember I am by your side as you go. And I don't know why, but and I was in the car listening to it. I just I pulled over to the side of the road and I just sat there and I started thinking. And I was like, damn. And this is, you know, I felt like it, it I know it's gonna sound very weird the way I'm fixing to say it. But I felt like God was talking to me when he when I listened to that song. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Because it felt, you know, because I was going through all this shit. I was going through some emotional shit. And, um, yeah, like, it hit me in a way that, yeah. like, holy shit, I had to pull. I literally had to pull over on a busy road. I, like, pulled into, like, a gas station or something. And I sat there, and I was like, wow. And then I just finished listening to the rest of the song. And then after it was done, for whatever reason, like, I felt better. And then I just got back on the car, didn't think about it. I, whatever was bothering me, I didn't think about it again okay. the rest of that day. Um, and it made me feel better, you know? So music, whatever median you want to go through, you know, or however you get your inspiration or whatever, if it helps you cope, then then that's I think that's the greatest gift of all, I think, you know, okay. especially through your music. Last question before Sorry, we that, go. You're fine. Last question before we go. Yeah, because i got to go to Calhoun here in a minute. Okay. Um, if, if somebody wanted to know musically who Talon Williams was, give them five artists to listen to. That five artists. Five artists. That that somebody could sit down and listen to something off of any one of those five artists' albums mm-hmm. and they could say that's who the fuck Talon Williams is. Uh, I would go with Nonpoint. Okay. We Came as Romans. Okay. Uh, Red. Okay. See, Nonpoint, We Came as Romans, Red. I throw in Deftones. And I throw in a hip-hop. Uh, I'll throw in some hip-hop. I'd probably say... Ooh. And that last one's gonna be a tough one though, because I wanted to do a hip hop thing, but it's mm-hmm. not really. It doesn't have to be hip hop. No, 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 no. I, I, I got one. Um, Hybrid Theory by Lincoln Park. Oh, because so I was Lincoln re- yeah, so Lincoln Park, yeah. So, Nonpoint, We Came as Romans, Lincoln Park, Red, Red, and Death Tones. Okay, I would say those five bands. So, so they could sit down and they could listen to any song off of. Any, any album, album yeah by any of those because five. because because a lot of those a lot of those those bands um and again and then i can go back i could probably say corn or i can say Limp biscuit right. or somebody just, like that just five but those those five would probably be the ones who was influential to me because i can listen to their every single album by every single one of those bands i can listen to all the way through and it it'll make me feel cathartic it would make me feel like yeah, I belong in this world. And I, not, not not one bit of pain or anger that I have can make me feel, you know, bad. Because, you know, because these, these people understand what I'm going through. Right. So they help me out a lot. You see what I'm saying? And listening to music, guys, is a whole hell of a lot more uh, cheaper than going to therapy. <laughs> what would you say, bro? Um... So was that the thing? Yeah. That, oh, okay. Uh, we're coming up on the hour mark. Oh and wow. Our our 
thing only lets us record for one hour at a time. Gotcha. Um, so for me, uh, it would definitely be Lincoln Park. Right. Eminem. Yes. Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. Nirvana. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see Nirvana. And as as crazy as it sounds, Elvis. Yeah. Elvis Presley. Yeah. Um, Lincoln Park's latest album, which they got a lot of shit over, uh, One More Light. Uh, the the title song to that album, One More Light. I have probably listened to that over the last almost three years more than any single song in my entire life. Right. Uh, Did it have... It had a lot to do with my mom passing. Yeah, that's what I was fixing to ask, because that was around the time that she... Yeah, it, it actually came out. Mom passed in 2016, uh, six yeah. weeks after uh, my first son was born. And this song came out in... 2017 um if you have not heard it it's it's an emotional song and uh definitely i would recommend go listening to it but you can listen to any song off of any album that those artists that i just said put out right and and you're gonna get who i am right um so again this uh this episode took a little turn. Yeah. Uh, it took a detour from where I had envisioned in my head. But You were expecting it to be like a, uh, hey, let's go back and forth. Hey, that was a cool song. Yeah, yeah. I vibed with that one. Yeah. Uh, and it turned into like almost like a therapy session almost. You know? but, it, but it works. I think it's something that both of us needed today. Yes. I think it's something that we've needed for a, a little, little while. while. Yes, definitely. Um, You know, so I, I thank you guys for, for actually paying attention you know if you've made it this far into this uh this edition thank you thank you so much definitely please like when we post this up man send us some albums that you, that you think we we should listen to you know something that that we're going to listen to and it's going to tell us who you are right like let us hear some of what 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 albums and what songs made you who you are we you know we give you this deep dive into who we are uh not just today but on on a regular basis with these uh episodes these episodes of this podcast that we put out um so i know i'm you know kind of stumbling a little bit but you know, maybe give us just on this episode, give us some artists that that are going to describe who you are to us. Definitely, definitely ones that have, have been influential to your life, your family's life. Um, you know, and again, this it, it, this episode did turn a little bit different, but again, this is we're all about celebrations of life here. You know what I'm saying? So we're not yep. going to sit and gobble about it. We're going to sit here and we're going to have fun and we're going to listen to, if you suggest a song for us to listen to, to tell us who you are, you know, and I know there's plenty of people out there who would need something like that. Yeah. So. Let us, let us know. We'll listen to it and we'll shoot you a message and tell us, tell you what we thought of it and how it made us feel. Exactly. Uh, All right. Well, Bubba, we got the real world to get back to and yep. I got a long drive ahead of me. So, so until next time, this has been Chip Hazard. My name is Talon Williams and this is Movement Radio. In a world of 
wonder. See? That's my feet! And horror. The military advised that the flesh-eating pigeons can only be stopped by destroying the brainstem, and that they do not poop. That makes no sense. Why did they do that? One podcast fights the forces of evil. The new and improved diabolical disintegrating death ray. <laughs> Triumphs over adversity. Now I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. <laughs> and brings hope. Live your life. Joy. <laughs> and silliness. Perfectly normal. That podcast is release. <laughs> the. Clowns! Coming to ears near your head now. Release the Clown Sketch Comedy Podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and all reputable platforms. Oh, this is most pleasing! Yes, quite marvelous! Ooh,